When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, October 21st, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill is simply the best. So call him. Make an appointment to see the best dentist in the world. 317-849-2933. The Indianapolis Colts, a nice win yesterday, 30-23 over the Houston Texans. And with that win, they go to 4-2. and two. With the loss, the Texans go to 4-3. and three. So the Colts are in first place in the AFC South, entering a portion of their schedule where, you know what, we're not going to say it's easy pickings because it's the NFL and any team can win on any given Sunday, right? We know that. But right now, you're looking at Denver at Lucas Oil Stadium. They're 2-5 and five on the season. Then you go to Pittsburgh. They're 2-4. and four. Then you've got Miami and Jacksonville back home. Miami 0-6. Oh Jacksonville 3-4. and four. And the reason that, that yesterday's win was really, really important is because we saw Jacoby Brissett win the game for the offense. Houston, stout against the run, right? And yesterday, they're putting seven, eight guys in the box trying to keep the uh, Marlon Mack-driven running game at bay. They did a really good job of that. Mack with under 50 yards rushing, but Brissett, he stood tall. 26 of 39 for 326, four TDs, and no picks. His passer rating yesterday, 126.7. This was the kind of game that the Colts are going to have to figure out a way to win, and they did. And that's the critical aspect of this thing. They can't just run the ball. You're going to come up against teams that sell out against the run. You've got to find another way, an alternate. And because the Colts win yesterday and the Bears' loss yesterday, we're on in Indianapolis, on TV in Indianapolis, back-to-back. We kind of got to see what uh, Frank Reich and Jacoby Brissett are versus Matt Nagy and uh, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky does not compare favorably to Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett makes virtually all the throws he needs to on target in order to win a game. He's mobile enough in order to escape pressure until he can get rid of the ball. Trubisky yesterday against the Saints, he's mobile. I think he's more mobile, actually, than Brissett. But he does not deliver the ball on time or on target. It looks like his his delivery 
is goofy, and I think it becomes more goofy based upon the amount of pressure that he is under, and the Saints brought a lot of heat yesterday. The The Texans brought heat against Brissett. Brissett stood in, delivered the football. Trubisky, he did not. And as a result, Brissett wins for the Colts, and Trubisky loses for the Bears. The Bears' offense, a puny 120 yards of offense until the last five minutes of that game where the game was completely decided. I think that if I had to take a quarterback, do you take the number two overall pick from a few years ago, Mitch Trubisky, or Jacoby Brissett, who the Colts got in a trade with the Patriots for Philip Dorsett? I am taking Jacoby Brissett, and as far as coaches, do you take Nagy or Frank Reich, who is, I don't know what choice he was of Chris Ballard a few years ago when he was hired after the departure of Chuck Pagano, who's now the defensive coordinator with the Bears. I would take Reich, given the choice. I think he's a hell of a leader. I don't know whether Nagy's a leader or not. Nagy's talking about, hey, you got to have earplugs and blinders as you deal with the media. The, the time to deal with that is not now, not seven weeks into the season. The time to deal with that kind of nonsense is before the season starts, as soon as guys get into your camp right? As soon as somebody becomes a part of your organization, you say, look, here's what we're about. We are not about responding to the media. We don't, we're not screwing around with the media. The media doesn't know their ass from third base. We all know this. I'm in the media. I know this. Chris Ballard knows more about football by a factor of infinity than anybody covering the Indianapolis Colts, and everybody in Indianapolis knows it. I'm talking about everybody in Indianapolis media. The same is true for Chicago. You know what? With all respect to Hub Arkish, who I think knows a hell of a lot about football, he doesn't know nearly as much as the guys who run things for the Chicago Bears. The Bears are a mess. The Bears defensively, they're really, really talented. I didn't like their scheme yesterday. I think Chuck Pagano is exactly the wrong guy to run that defense. And I think offensively, you've got a problem because you have a quarterback who's not very confident in himself. I think that the Colts are on the come. I think they got a shot at raising hell in January and maybe February. And I think the Bears look like an 8-18. Eight and 18. In media news, MS Broadcasting announced at noon today that Dan Dockich is going to be suspended for the next five days from his show on 1070 The Fan. The reason cited, uh, Dan did not adhere to the journalistic principles established by MS Communications. These kinds of things happen. I got to tell you the truth. Uh, I don't think that this is a huge deal either for Dan or for MS because these kinds of things happen. When you speak into a live microphone, For three hours a day, this is the way it goes. At some point, you're likely to say something that you're going to regret or your employer is going to regret or that people are going to take issue with, and all of a sudden you've got this kind of situation. And so this is what's going on. Dan, not on the radio for this week. Emmis, Dan, they've agreed to this. Let's say no more about it. That's the way radio works. All right. Uh, Domas Sabonis, a trade or extension. Today's the deadline. Either Sabonis is going to sign an extension to keep him in Indianapolis or continue his, uh, the, the rights of the Pacers to have him as an employee if they choose to. You know, they could always trade him. Even if they sign him to an extension, they could trade him. Just because he signs to an extension doesn't mean that he's not going to be dealt. Uh, the, the Pacers are in an interesting situation because of Goga Batadza. Batadza is the real deal. 
he, in a matter of a couple of years or three years, is going to establish himself as a prototypical stretch four, stretch five. And that means that you're going to have a glut of assets in that position. Bigs, you're going to have Batadza, Turner, and Sabonis. Somebody's got to go, right? You can't you can't start all three of those guys. Somebody's playing out of position as it is. Because Miles Turner is one of the best rim protectors in the NBA. Sabonis has got to play the four. Offensively, this doesn't present a huge problem because Miles Turner is a good stretch five, and Sabonis is a terrific four down low using post moves to put the ball in the bucket. Sabonis is going to be a double-double machine. Turner is going to be able to stand in the corner, knock down threes, and then on the other end, these guys switch spots. Where it becomes a little bit ungainly for the Pacers is in Sabonis defending a lot of fours in the NBA because those guys are going to be more mobile than he is. Sabonis, tough guy on the floor. I like his attitude. There's grit to Domas Sabonis, but he's going to have a difficult time defensively staying with some fours. Maybe there are some situations where TJ Warren switches to the four and that becomes a better matchup situation for the Indiana Pacers. A lot of people saying the Pacers could win 46, 48 games. Some say 42, somewhere in there. So they're projecting the Pacers somewhere between fifth and eighth in the Eastern Conference. I think they're going to be a little bit better than that. Whether Victor Oladipo comes back quickly, and he's been cleared for five-on-five work, whether he comes back quickly or whether he doesn't come back quickly, I think that the Pacers are a team that can win 50 games. I think this team has been assembled really, really, really well. Jeremy Lamb is the guy who's got to kind of prove himself as a part of this starting unit we got to figure out what exactly Jeremy Lamb is. He's going to be able to score. Can he defend? T.J. Warren, good defensive player, really good offensive player. Malcolm Brogdon, terrific at both ends of the floor. Miles Turner is a guy, he isn't going to be as valuable on the offensive end regularly, consistently, as he is on the defensive end. I, I think that the, the bench is going to have to prove itself, too. You've got guys like Aaron Holiday, T.J. Leaf, who are going to have to step up their game in order for the Pacers to become what they need to become and what they should become. Boyan Bogdanovich, gone. But I'm telling you, Goga Batadze is going to be really, really, really good. He has a sweet stroke, probably the sweetest stroke on the team. You saw it in the final preseason game uh, uh, where Batadze stepped out. The defense didn't recover. The defense put no pressure on him, and he drained two of three threes. The days of him not being pressured defensively to the arc, those days are coming to an end because people are going to see that the guy can flat shoot. Let's talk about Indiana football. Should Indiana extend Tom Allen? I put that survey out on Twitter. A good 75% or 50% of the people say, you know what, let's wait until he wins six and qualifies for a bowl. We've been around Indiana football long enough to know that the deal is not done until the deal is actually done. Five wins don't get you a bowl. That's where they are right now at five and two. Six wins do, so they got to win one of their last five to become bowl eligible. They have, at Nebraska, a 52.3 chance of winning, according to ESPN. 
And then they come back home to Memorial Stadium where they've got a 78.1 chance of beating Northwestern. They travel to Penn State. That's a game they're going to lose. Then they play Michigan at home. And ESPN says they've got a 31.2% chance of beating Michigan. I think they got a chance to win that game. And that game could be the final nail in the coffin of Jim Harbaugh. That's going to be an interesting game. I can't wait for that game. Indiana might be responsible for ending Jim Harbaugh's career as the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Purdue at Ross-Ade Stadium, Indiana, a 56.1% chance of winning that game. You tally it all up. You break it down statistically. Indiana has a 99% chance of winning one of their last uh, five games and qualifying for a bowl. I would love to see him go to the Music City Bowl down in Nashville, Tennessee. I do not want the Farmer Fran Bowl out in Santa Clara or wherever the hell because who can travel out there? But Nashville, we can all get to. That's a couple hours south, four hours south, not a couple, but four hours south. We can get to Nashville, have a nice time as Indiana goes bowling for the first time in a few years. And if Indiana can win three of its remaining games. Let's count a bowl in there. Three of its remaining six games. Indiana will avoid six losses for the first time in over a quarter century. How about that? Indiana has lost six or more games for over a quarter century. That's just unbelievable. That level of mediocrity is unheard of in college football or really virtually any any other sport. Uh, David Bell, how about him? The freshman of the week for the Purdue Boilermakers. And this is the second straight week he's done that. 13 catches on Saturday and a loss at Iowa, 197 yards. David Bell, an absolute stud. If you get David Bell, Rondale Moore, and Elisha Sindelar all on the field at the same time healthy, I think that offense for Purdue could become dominant in the Big Ten Uh, We'll see if that comes to pass sometime later this season. Rondale Moore, not out for the season. Elijah Sindelar is supposed to be back late. That'd be kind of a fun deal at Ross-Ade Stadium for the bucket game if you had Sindelar, Bell, and Moore all playing against the Hoosiers with a bull trip on the line for somebody, hopefully not for Indiana, but hopefully for Purdue. Right now, Purdue... Uh, Purdue, uh, their bowl prospects do not look great. They are two and five right now. So in order to become bowl eligible, they've got to win four of their last five. That loss at Iowa over the weekend, kind of tough to swallow, but, uh, you know what? Purdue will bounce back. We fully anticipate that they've got Illinois this week. Illinois has got to be fat and happy. No better time to play Illinois. Then after they beat Wisconsin, that game will be at Ross-Ade Stadium. Then they've got Nebraska. Then they've got Northwestern. The one that it looked, it's going to be tough for Purdue to beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin. But Illinois, Nebraska, Northwestern, certainly winnable for the Boilermakers. And if they win all three of those games, then all of a sudden they're 5-5 five and five with one win needed against Wisconsin or Indiana in their final two in order to go for, go to a bowl. Normally, you would say that a 2-5 and five team has little opportunity to go to a bowl, but it's not like uh, Purdue's got to play Penn State, Minnesota, and Ohio State in three of its last five games. They've got some cupcakes coming up. and uh, But you know what? You can't think of them that way, can you? Because Wisconsin probably thought that on Saturday, and Illinois, despite being outplayed in almost every phase, Illinois found a way to win that game.
That is Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, October 21st, 2019. Tomorrow, the NBA regular season begins. Pacers play their opener on Wednesday at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. You've got college basketball heating up. The Hoosiers, they took it on the chin during an exhibition. It was a closed uh, scrimmage, so not really an exhibition, but a closed scrimmage down at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, 72-69. They lost to Marquette because they couldn't make foul shots. They were 24 of 43. That's 55.8%. The Hoosiers have got to figure out how to start making some damn free throws. If they had made free throws last year, they would have gone to the damn NCAA tournament. They didn't. They got to get that thing done. And if they do, I got good feelings about the Hoosiers this year. I think the Hoosiers are going to be deeper. I think they're going to be better. Uh, Also, it bears mention that in that closed scrimmage, Devontae Green and Rob Finnessy did not play anyway. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 815 on Periscope Live, brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry, 317-849-2933. I cannot wait to talk to you then. Join me.